beautiful boys and girls, and welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I'm Cherie Hardy, and tonight I will be reading Seven Spools of Thread, a Kwanzaa story. This book was written by Angela Shelf Medeiros and illustrated by Daniel Minter. If you have this book, you can follow along. If you don't, it's okay. Just get in a comfortable place, get relaxed, and listen quietly to Seven Spools of Thread, a Kwanzaa story. Seven Spools of Thread was written especially for Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a cultural holiday that began in America and celebrated by people of African descent all over the world. In 1966, Dr. Malanga Karenga, a college professor, created Kwanzaa, which means first fruits in Swahili. He based the holiday on ancient African harvest celebrations and customs. Dr. Karanga felt that African Americans in his community needed a special time to help them take pride in their glorious past and plan for the future. Kwanzaa is celebrated from December 26 until January 1st. It is not a religious holiday or one that honors a heroic person. Instead, it is a time when people of African descent join together to honor the heritage and traditions of their ancestors. During the Kwanzaa celebration, everyone pledges to work together to improve themselves and to make their community a better place to live. Kwanzaa is a celebration of the past, the present, and the future of people of African descent. Dr. Karanga established special symbols for Kwanzaa, including fruits and vegetables, which stand for the harvest. During the days of Kwanzaa, seven candles, one black, three red, and three green, are lighted. They stand for the Ngusa Saba, or seven principles. Ngusa Saba are to be memorized and discussed and acted upon during the seven days of Kwanzaa and throughout the year. These are the Nguza Saba. Umoja, unity, to strive and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujichagulia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves instead of being defined named, created for, and spoken for by others. Ujima, collective work and responsibility. To build and maintain our community together and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, Ujama, cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and profit from them together. Nia, purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kuumba, creativity, to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani, faith, 
to believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our leaders, and the righteous and victory of our struggle. All of the principles of Ngoza Saba are hidden in the seven spools of bread. Can you find them? In a small African village in the country of Ghana, there lived an old man and his seven sons. After the death of his wife, the old man became both father and mother to the boys. The seven brothers were handsome young men. Their skin was as smooth and dark as the finest mahogany wood. Their limbs were as straight and strong as warriors' spears. But they were a disappointment to their father. From morning until night, the family's small home was filled with the sound of the brothers quarreling. As soon as the sun brought forth a new day, the brothers began to argue. They argued all morning about how to tend the crops. They argued all afternoon about the weather. It is hot, said the middle son. No, a cool breeze is blowing, said the second son. They argued all evening about when to return home. It will be dark soon, the youngest son said. Let's finish this row and begin anew tomorrow. No, it's too early to stop, called the third son. Can't you see the sun is setting, shouted the sixth son. And so it would continue until the moon beamed down and the stars twinkled in the sky. At mealtime, the young men argued until the stew was cold and the fufu was hard. You gave him more than you gave me, whined the third son. I divided the food equally, said their father. I will starve with only this small portion on my plate, complained the youngest. If you don't want it, I'll eat it, said the oldest son. He grabbed a handful of meat from his brother's plate. Stop being so greedy, said the youngest. And so it went on every night. It was often morning before the seven brothers finished dinner. One sad day, the old man died and was buried. At sunrise the next morning, the village chief called the brothers before him. Your father has left an inheritance, said the chief. The brothers whispered excitedly among themselves. I know my father left me everything because I am the oldest son, said the oldest. I know my father left me everything because I am the youngest son, said the youngest. He left everything to me, said the middle son. I know I was his favorite. Eee, said the second man. Everything is mine. The brothers began shouting and shoving. Soon all seven were rolling around on the ground, hitting and kicking each other. Stop that this instant, the chief shouted. The brothers stopped fighting. They shook the dust off their clothes and sat before the chief, eyeing each other suspiciously. Your father has decreed that all his property and possessions will be divided among you equally, said the chief. But first, by the time the moon rises tonight, you must learn how to make gold out of these spools of silk bread. If you do not, you will be turned out to your home as beggars. The oldest brother received blue thread, the next brother red, the next yellow, the middle son was given orange thread, the next green, the next black, and the youngest son received white thread. For once the brothers were speechless. The chief spoke again, from this moment forward, you must not argue among yourselves or raise your hands in anger towards one another. If you do, your father's property and all his possessions will be divided equally among the poorest of the villagers. Go quickly, 
you only have little time. The brothers bowed to the chief and hurried away. When the seven Ashanti brothers arrived at their farm, something unusual happened. They sat side by side from the oldest to the youngest without saying anything unkind to each other. My brothers, the oldest said after a while, let us shake hands and make peace among ourselves. Let us never argue or fight again, said the youngest brother. The brothers placed their hands together and held each other tightly. For the first time in years, peace rested within the walls of their home. My brother, said the third son quietly, surely our father would not turn us into the world as beggars. I agree, said the middle son. I do not believe our father would have given us the task of turning thread into gold if it were impossible. Could it be, said the oldest son, that there might be small pieces of gold in this thread? The sun beamed hotly overhead. Yellow streams of light crept inside the hut. Each brother held up his spool of thread. The beautiful colors sparkled in the sunlight. But there were no nuggets of gold in these spools. I'm afraid not, my brother, said the sixth son. But that was a good idea. Thank you, my brother, said the oldest. Could it be, said the youngest, that by making something from this thread, we could earn a fortune in gold. Perhaps, said the oldest, we could make cloth out of this thread and sell it. I believe we can do it. This is a good plan, said the middle son, but we do not have enough of any one color to make a full bolt of cloth. What if, said the third son, we weave the thread together to make a cloth of many colors? But our people do not wear cloth like that, said the fifth son. We wear only cloth of one color. Maybe, said the second, we could make a cloth that is so special, everyone will want to wear it. My brother, said the sixth son, we could finish faster if we all work together. I know we can succeed, said the middle son. The seven Ashanti brothers went to work. Together they cut the wood to make a loom. The younger brothers held the pieces together while the older brothers assembled the loom. They took turns weaving cloth out of their spools of thread. They made a pattern of stripes and shapes that looked like the wings of birds. They used all the colors, blue, red, yellow, orange, green, black, and white. Soon the brothers had several pieces of beautiful multicolored cloth. When the cloth was finished, the seven brothers took turns neatly folding the brightly colored fabric. Then they placed it into seven baskets and put the baskets on their heads. The brothers formed a line from the oldest to the youngest and began the journey to the village. The sun slowly made a golden path across the sky. The brothers hurried down the long, dusty road as quickly as they could. As soon as they entered the marketplace, the seven Ashanti brothers called out, Come and buy the most wonderful cloth in the world! Come and buy the most wonderful cloth in the world! They unfolded a bolt and held it up for all to see. The multicolored flat fabric glistened like a rainbow. A crowd gathered around the seven Ashanti brothers. Oh, said one villager, I have never seen cloth so beautiful. Look at the unusual pattern. Ah, said another, this is the finest fabric in all the land. Feel the texture. 
The brothers smiled proudly. Suddenly, a man dressed in magnificent robes pushed his way to the front of the crowd. Everyone stepped back respectfully. It was the king's treasurer. He rubbed the cloth between the palms of his hands. Then he held it up to the sunlight. What a beautiful thing, he said, fingering the mass, the material. This cloth will make a wonderful gift for my king. I must have all of it. The seven brothers whispered together. Cloth fit for a king, said the oldest, should be purchased at the price only a king can pay. It is yours for one bag of gold. Sold, said the king's treasurer. He untied his bag of gold and spilled out many pieces for the brothers. The seven Ashanti brothers ran out of the market, place and bag down the road to their village. A shining silver moon began to creep up the sky. Panting and drip, dripping with sweat, the brothers threw themselves before the chief's hut. Oh, chief, said the oldest, we have turned the thread into gold. The chief came out of his hut and sat upon a stool. The oldest brother poured the gold out onto the ground. Have you argued or fought today? asked the chief. No, my chief, said the youngest. We have been too busy working together to argue or fight. Then you have learned the lesson your father sought to teach you, said the chief. All that he had is now yours. The older brother smiled happily, but the youngest son looked sad. What about the poor people in the village, he asked. We receive an inheritance, but what will they do? Perhaps, said the oldest, we can teach them how to turn thread into gold. The chief smiled. You have learned your lesson very well. The seven Ashanti brothers taught their people carefully. The village became famous for its beautiful multicolored cloth, and the villagers prospered. From that day until this, the seven Ashanti brothers have worked together farming the land, and they have worked peacefully in honor of their father. The End Weaving Cloth, African Style The people of Ghana, West Africa, are famous for their woven cloth. The patterns vary from tribe to tribe. Kenti, which is made of silken threads in a rainbow of colors, is one type of cloth that is woven in Ghana. In Ghana, men usually use small portable looms that can carry from village to village. They trade the four to six inch strips of woven cloth for food and other supplies. Large pieces, larger pieces of cloth are usually crafted by women. They use heavy looms capable of turning out squares of fabric about 16 by 20 inches wide. After the cloth has been woven, the strips are sewn together to make clothing, carpets, or blankets. You can make a simple loom to weave a strip of cloth that can be worn as a belt. All right, that is the end, boys and girls. If you get the book, you can learn how to make a loom. That was Seven Schools of Red, a Kwanzaa story written by Angela Shelf Maderas and illustrated by Daniel Minter. I hope you got the lessons in that beautiful story, boys and girls. Have a wonderful day. Take care.